Good afternoon, Super Kicking It, Stephen with Stephen Fan Group, Facebook group. So happy to have you here, ready to talk up AEW stuff. Uh, got AEW Dynamite that just happened, a couple things there that, you know, really caught my eye. Going to talk up Monday Night Raw. A couple things there, obviously. We'll have to talk retribution. Definitely have to talk retribution and all that's that entailed with that. Uh, got some NXT thoughts, just a few things here and there about that. Friday Night Smackdown, definitely some intriguing moments came out of Friday Night Smackdown. And we'll take a little break and finish it off with Clash of Champions 2020 predictions. So I'm your host, Stephen A. 1181. Catch me at Stephen A. 1181 on Twitter. Uh, just posted up my the Facebook group here on Twitter. So hopefully, maybe get a few more viewers through there. Uh, thank you. See a viewer right now. Awesome to have you here. Of course, as always, feel free to give your own predictions about what's going on. Uh, kind of give your own thoughts on Clash of Champions, you know, WWE, AEW, uh, whatever's on your mind, you know, in the world of wrestling. So uh, let's get right to it. We'll kind of talk up AEW. Uh, so we started the night with Miro and Kip Sabian versus Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. Miro and Joey Janela pick up, or sorry, Miro and Kip Sabian pick up the win. Uh, Miro came up limping pretty bad through the match. I didn't realize that it was real. Uh, you know, I, I mean, he looked pretty hurt. So that's why, you know, at first it's like you never know with injuries in wrestling, but he definitely looked like he was limping pretty badly. So hopefully just a little tweak of the ankle or, you know, something with the foot injury, but nothing too serious, hopefully, you know, for his own sake. Um, he ends up winning, you know, kind of with his accolade, old accolade move, camel clutch type move. Obviously, he's going to pick up the win, you know, just debuted a week or so ago, two weeks ago. Uh, we still get the bachelor party, I'm guessing, at some point. Um, but, you know, I'm still trying to see exactly, you know, they keep calling Miro the best man. So, you know, I guess that's going to be his gimmick kind of going forward. But I don't know what exactly it means other than, you know, being the best man for Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford's wedding, which I'm sure we'll get. Uh, maybe we'll get that, you know, the the year anniversary is October 16th, I believe it is. So maybe we'll get something like that or we'll get the bachelor party then and maybe full gear around that time. We'll get the wedding. I don't know. But um, yeah, Miro looked pretty good. I thought, like I said, he, he did get that injury. Um, I think probably affected him, you know, throughout. But he got, you know, went out and finished the match. So hopefully nothing too serious. Uh, Hangman Page keeps up, you know, picks up another win. Kenny Omega on commentary. I'm going to assume we're going to see Kenny Omega and Adam Page go at it pretty soon. Uh, you know, either at, um, like, a, I, you know, I keep talking about this year anniversary show. I think they do want to throw everything they got there. But we also have Full Gear coming up, which was named after Adam Page last year when he would do the, the Full Gear Challenge and show up in wrestling gear at, you know, everyday life. So um, nothing too much to talk there. Evil Uno picks, you know, gets the loss. Dark Order was kind of out there, you know, all, you know, some of them, of course, no Brody Lee or anything like that. Cole Cabana, but um, Alex Silver, John Reynolds, you know, Anna Jay, um, I believe 10 or five, whichever one of those, um, you know, kind of out there helping, trying to get Evil Ono to, you know, pick up the win, but he doesn't pick up the win. Adam Page keeps moving along. Uh, then we get to probably the match of the night, Orange Cassidy versus Brody Lee for the TNT championship. Part of me thought Orange Cassidy might steal the win or at least, you know, maybe get a DQ win of some sort. Uh, Brody Lee obviously picks up the win um, when it's all said and done. But 
I thought Brody Lee gave him a little, you know, real life, like head nod this, you know, give him the official stamp. Um, I think Orange Cassidy is right at that. It's a hard level, you know, like I think he could do some main events here and there. I don't think obviously they're ready to pull the trigger on him in the main event. Uh, you know, as far as he's concerned, like, I don't think he'll go against John Moxley anytime soon for the T or for the AEW world championship. Um, but I think, you know, best friends have been obviously catching a lot of, you know, good stuff. And I think orange Cassidy could be that upper mid card. If you want to call it the upper mid card type guys that, like I said, maybe a dynamite here and there, you could throw them on a main event and, you know, let them roll with it. The big news of course was Cody came in back. Cody Rhodes coming back. Black hair, just this different type of attitude. We have the Young Bucks with that type of attitude. Um, you know, Kenny Omega is kind of, you know, on his own. Adam Page is on his own. So interesting that we're, we are, you know, kind of going some different directions with Cody, Young Bucks, Adam Page, you know, and Kenny Omega, obviously kind of going all on their own. But um, the big money match is obviously Cody versus now Brody and Leah challenge him to a dog collar match. You know, because he he kept saying he was a coward, and he's you know, so now that I just got to prove it and fight in this dog collar match. I'm like I said, I'm guessing that will happen at the um, October 16th show here in a few weeks, um, as far as that goes. Because like I said, I think you want to throw everything you got at that year anniversary. You know, get people to tune in and kind of you know enjoy your where you've been and where you're going. So um, I don't know if Cody gets the title back. You know, I feel like Brody Lee needs it a little bit more um but cody getting the you know getting it back probably wouldn't be a bad thing he could do the open challenge again um maybe Brody Lee gets back into the AEW title picture and gets that instead um but yeah i think cody makes sense to get that title back but then you know at the same time do you want to take it off of Brody Lee so quickly so it should be kind of interesting you know if or even if the title's on the line maybe just a match, you know, without the title on the line and Cody could win that just to kind of prove himself in that regard. So uh, next up, we have Isaiah Casti demanding a match with Chris Jericho. Not, uh, I don't know what it is with me and private party. I don't know how you guys feel about private party. I'm missing something there. You know, I, I think I've read reviews and it did seem like Isaiah Casti and Mark Quinn were a little hesitant on the mic and Matt Hardy with them. I just don't get it. I don't know what he is, you know, providing them. I know, you know, he's a tag team specialist and all that, but I thought he was going away for a little bit and now he shows up this week. So I didn't really understand what was that promo last week with Matt Hardy. So, you know, it's like, it, I don't know if they've really figured out where they want to do with Matt Hardy, you know, what is the purpose of him? You know, is he going to book matches for, you know, kind of like FTR has totally Blanchard, you know, he's good to speak for that. You know, he's a good manager for them. Um, Cody had Arn Anderson, which was his coach. You know, he comes out with the playbook and all, or, you know, like that play calling type stuff. But I don't know if Matt Hardy has found what direction he wants to do with private party. And like I said, I thought Private Party back in the day, you know, back at the start, I felt like they were really getting something going. And then they just kind of fell off. I don't know what it was. Um, for me, 
the BTE stuff kind of was too much. You know, they did a couple visual type stuff, um, match with the bear, this teddy bear thing. And then it, I don't know, it just, nothing was really working there for me. You know, I know BTE is its own thing. And at times they sneak a little bit storyline, you know, from dynamite into there and vice versa. But for the most part, it's, it is, you know, because that dark order is completely different on BTE. Well, not completely different, but they're more comedic on BTE than they are on dynamite, of course. So, um, but private party or sorry, Isaiah Cassidy is going to get a match with Chris Jericho. I do think at the same time, Chris Jericho is being used the right way, you know, to go against guys like orange Cassidy. Um, you know, kind of prove or see if they can prove themselves with him. So maybe Cassidy, Isaiah Cassidy will prove something in that match for me and get me back on the private party VIP list as it is. But uh, right now, I just don't have strong feelings either way for private party. I'm just kind of indifferent to them. And like I said, with Matt Hardy, I think he's just better suited on his own you know, doing all the different characters he can because I just don't know what his purpose is with the um, private party. Uh, speaking of tag teams, FTR comes out and issues this 20-minute brush with greatness. You know, it's a it's a 20-minute time limit. Normally, it's 30, 60 minutes, whatever. Now, they're just going to institute this 20-minute one. Best friends come out and say, hey, we want that. And then FTR is like, okay, we're ready to go. And then they walk out, of course. So I'm sure we'll get that next week and, you know, see or maybe – some local jobbers will come out. You know, I think they won't necessarily make it a comedy thing, but, you know, they probably won't take it serious for a few. You know, I think you don't want to have anybody real, you know, real challengers yet um, to, you know, kind of let FTR build this up a little bit. And then, you know, somebody like the best friends could face or face um, FTR in a match for 20 minutes with nothing on the line, you know, just seeing how long they can last. But um, next up, we have Hakira Shida and um, Thunder Rosa. They beat Ivelisse and Diamante. Uh, the big thing there was Shida holds up the NWA women's title. Um, you know, I'm guessing we'll get that on the line next. And then Thunder Rosa wins that. Do we get the rubber match where both titles are on the line? Or is it for bragging rights? Or what is it for? But... Um, probably full gear would be, I think, a good time for that. You know, let it play out. Um, maybe Thunder Rosa, you know, puts her title on the line here in the next few weeks, and then we get the rubber match at full gear. And I don't know if both titles will be on the line because I it does seem like Thunder Rosa is, you know, being used a lot more than I thought she'd be. You know, I thought she was a one-time thing from NWA. You know, maybe – um, NWA and AEW are working towards something a little bit more. So, uh, finally, um, just kind of finishing off Dynamite Talk. Uh, we had John Moxley defeat Eddie Kingston. Uh, Lance Archer is out of the time, out of the picture for now. He uh, tested positive for COVID, so hopefully he'll be back by October 16th for the world title match. Um, you know, all the heels, Kingston's group. I don't still don't know what their name is or what, you know, once again, there's another thing that is kind of there, but we don't know what the purpose is. Uh, they kind of stand tall at the end, even though Will Hobbs tried to come out, Darby Allen tried to come out, but uh, we had Ricky Starks, uh, um, Ray Phoenix, you know, Luke, uh, Pentagon Jr., all the heels just kind of standing tall with Eddie Kingston. So um, that was AEW. Like I said, I think for me, 
Orange Cassidy, you know, once again stepped up to the plate. Hangman Page keeps picking up wins. You know, Miro getting a pickup win. Um, still trying to figure out, you know, what the tag team division is a little. FTR's there. You know, where are the Young Bucks going? Uh, you know, they didn't, you know, they kind of, um, Matt Hardy did it, enter, or sorry, Matt Jackson did an interview with Tony Schiavone and just started breaking his cell phone, then throwing cash at him. So that's kind of their gimmick, you know, just getting uh, fined for no reason or getting fined for the right reason, just throwing the money and stuff like that. So we'll see where the tag team division goes. Hopefully, you know, Lance Archer's okay in the next week or so, so he can make his title match. Um, no MJF last, or, you know, the other night. Uh, we'll see where he goes. I, I do, or no, we did see him and Jericho kind of talk up each other. I think that's a way to do it. You know, have Jericho, MJF form this loose alliance to kind of, you know, MJF talked up, you know, maybe he needs to join a stable to get somewhere. Um, so, you know, some sort of loose alliance, I think, would help that get MJF kind of back where he could be as well. So um, we'll take a quick break, you know, to kind of give you some talk from First Financial Bank, and then we'll come back and get up some WWE talk. Obviously, we got to talk a retribution because <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting. So let's do a quick timeout and then we'll be right back. What is up, everybody? It is your boy, the ass for black and white sports. And let me talk to you about a little banking. First Financial Bank and John Wayne Buzzard. That's right, folks. The official bank of BW Sports One for all of your banking needs, whether it be savings, checking, mortgage loans, small business loans, and everything else under the sun. First Financial Bank and John Wayne Buzzard is where we go. Call that man, 317-417-8582. That's 317-417-8582. Or email him at john.buzzard at bankatfirst.com. That's right. First Financial Bank, the official bank of BW Sports One. All right, and we're back. Thanks for joining us. Super kicking with Steven here. Um, thanks Facebook group for having me. Thanks black and white sports for giving me this opportunity. And, you know, I love those guys and working with them and just give me this platform to kind of share my thoughts on AW and WWE. So, um, hopefully you're enjoying it too. Tuning in, give me your thoughts on what's going to happen in the world of WWE. So we'll kind of get that. We'll get to the big, big ideas on, you know, Monday night raw. And then we'll kind of get into some little, Quick hits about Monday Night Raw. So the first thing first, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton set for the ambulance match at Clash of Champions. Randy Orton showed back up, you know, took out Drew McIntyre. So now we're going to get the match there. Keith Lee is still kind of there in the mix. But it looks like, you know, I think last week they we said as well, it seems like with Keith Lee, we're just kind of going week by week. That's not the best way to go with him. I, I think you need a plan, you know, even if it's a month plan, you know, just kind of see where he goes. I also think there's probably a better spot for him right now. And I'll get into that when I talk about retribution and we'll get into that for just a second. But first, you know, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, ambulance match. I'll give my prediction later on, but I'm a little not as confident. I think as I used to be in Drew McIntyre beating Randy Orton because of the ambulance stipulation, 
because that's where you throw your person, you throw the opponent into the ambulance, shut the door, and you win. But I still think McIntyre probably should come out on top. I don't think he's ready to drop the title yet. Um, and if we still don't know, you know, I think WWE will push for crowd at WrestleMania. I really do. You know, maybe they might push it away from California, depending on how California is. You know, we're still, yes, that's in April, but, you know, with that type of long-term planning, you got to think a little bit ahead of the game. So um, I think, you know, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton will have a powered hitting. Um, I'm thinking this will be the main event, obviously, of the night, but you could also do Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, but I, I think this is probably the bigger, you know, it hasn't been as built as well. You know, I don't feel like the animosity is there as it used to be just with the weeks back and forth, but, you know, the ambulance match, Kind of gives it a good gimmick with how guy how both guys have been taking out each other. So, and then Keith Lee, like I said, kind of being involved here and there. Um, hopefully, they'll find a better spot for him that you know he can run with. Retribution time. <laughs> um, so I brought up last week that yes, we need to reveal who they are. I did not think, of course, at all that they would come up with these nicknames of T Bar, Mace and uh slapjack yes those are the three main guys the two girl two women we don't know what their names are yet at least i haven't seen it if you've seen it and i'm being misspoken please let me know um but you know i haven't really caught on to what their names are you know we did have we could just say it's me i am talking up first you know with the mask um you know i think the only saving grace is if they don't use their real names now Obviously, later on, you can, whenever you get rid of this, because this is, once again, I don't know what the long-term plan is for retribution. Um, you know, where are they going to go? Because what you, I guess the only good thing is, with the mask, you haven't shown who the real people are. So, you know, after Royal Rumble, whenever this ends, all five of these people go away for a little bit, and then each one can come back as their own self. That's... The only thing I could think of, obviously, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, I don't know why we couldn't have just maybe used our last names or, you know, like Mia, you know, that type of deal, like Dominic or whatever. Um, the, the nickname stuff is what it is. They've been playing it up on Twitter. So whoever's running their Twitter accounts or if it's in themselves, I mean, that's one thing they're doing right with them. You know, they're, they're playing the characters on Twitter because Twitter is one of those things that people go back and forth. You know, sometimes the heel plays up to the, you know, heel side of their character, but then also shows real life stuff or, you know, faces kind of go heel on people on Twitter. So um, the retribution group is definitely playing up what they are on TV and on Twitter. So my, other concern is why is the hurt business going after them? Because the hurt business is heel as a group of heels. Retribution is a group of heels. And that's why I mentioned Keith Lee earlier. Cause this feels like somebody like Keith Lee, uh, Kevin Owens, um, Apollo Cruz, Ricochet, you know, those four or five guys that are, um, you know, maybe even Alistair Black can join up, you know, to try to take them out. You know, those four or five guys seem like faces that have stuff but don't have something that could be a more purposeful storyline, and this would be it. We have the Hurt Business going after them, but like I said, the Hurt Business is a heel group, 
why are they being the saving grace of Raw from retribution? That doesn't really co, you know, isn't cohesive with my mind. Um, especially since I've said before, I think I like the Hurt Business kind of be the the raw underground side of things. You know, maybe Lashley puts up the U.S. title on Raw on ground. Maybe, you know, Cedric Alexander calls out Apollo Crews and Ricochet to come down there and fight him. Um, you know, we don't need Shane McMahon necessarily there every week. But if Hurt Business is going to be on TV, well, they are on TV every week, why couldn't they be the group that kind of runs Raw underground as this, you know, fancy suit group that, you know, um, almost like a fight club type deal. You know, they're they're collecting the paychecks from people. They're booking matches down there. So I'm hoping that kind of is where they go, but it doesn't look like they will. Um, I guess what we might see, um, obviously, Retribution in an NDQ because more members of Retribution showed up. And I don't know if Survivor Series makes sense because that's still a little bit away. But I do think you could do Hell in a Cell, the three members, T-Bar, Mace, and um, Slapjack versus, you know, Bobby Lashley, Cedric Alexander, and um, MVP, R. Shelton Benjamin, probably Benjamin, in Hell in a Cell. So maybe that's what, you know, we're heading to next because Hell in a Cell is next month in October. So I could see, you know, that three-on-three in the cell or if there's a fourth member revealed, then you do the Hell in a Cell match. So, and then of course the next month that Survivor Series, you know, you maybe do a four man group versus them and, you know, see who the sole survivor is. If there's more than one, obviously survivor group, but um, right now, um, I don't know if I'm intrigued by retribution. I'm just like there with it. Um, Cause like I said, we don't know the, the end game and me and I am talking I felt so bad for her because, I mean, she's fixing that mask and trying to talk with it on. I mean, it's it's like us, you know, I'm a school teacher and I'm trying to teach with a mask on and talk to my kids and have my kids talk to me with masks. It's not easy. So, you know, that whatever that mask setup that she had definitely needs to be corrected and, you know, get her the and she's not confident with it. You could tell that right away. So, you know, I think they'd rather be themselves, but, you know, they're going to do the, what they need to do while they're on the main roster. So hopefully in a few months it's ended, they go away. And like I said, each woman, man can come back as themselves and, you know, see where they can go. Um, some of the other quick hits from Raw, um, Kevin Owens hosted Shane McMahon on the KO show. We saw Dob Cato come out. We saw Braun Strowman come out. We did hear Kevin Owens call out um, Dob Cato and say, hey, we're going to have a match at some point. And then Alistair Black comes out and pulls KO into the turnbuckle three times, hurting a certain region of Kevin Owens. That is never good to be hurt if you're a man. <laughs> so um, maybe Kevin Owens is done having kids, as they said. But um, I'm interested with the – I'm more interested, I think, with Kevin Owens and Dabakato going at it. Does it happen in Raw Underground? Does it happen in Raw, you know, the Raw side of things? But we did see Braun Strowman defeat Dabakato. By a TKO, I, I was kind of surprised with that because if you're building up guys like Dabakato, he probably need to get the, you know, maybe some sort of just brawl to the end of, you know, and then Shane just breaks it up and then maybe save it for a pay-per-view or something like that. But Braun take, you know, TKO, Riddick Moss got a TKO against Eric from the Viking Raiders. And unfortunately, Ivar is out for a while. Um, I believe he had neck surgery. Or, you know, replace something 
in his neck. So uh, happy trails, Eric, because you're going to be losing a lot. I just don't know what there what there is for Eric from the Viking Raiders. And then also on Raw Underground, we had Dolph Ziggler defeat Arturo Ruiz via submission, which once again, Arturo is this up-and-coming guy. But then you had Dolph Ziggler win. So, um, and even surprising that Dolph Ziggler is involved with that. I don't think Raw Underground is a great fit for Dolph Ziggler. But um, I think they're having a hard time figuring out where Dolph should be. So, um, other things, Zelina Vega defeated Mickey James to kind of, you know, get her in that title shot against Asuka. Asuka wins by DQ against Peyton Royce because Selena Vega comes in and interferes. So we'll get Asuka and Selena Vega for the WWE Raw Women's title on the kickoff show. At least that's what's saying. Maybe they might move it. I know sometimes they go back and forth, so we'll see if that does happen on the kickoff. Um, other things, Paul Cruz defeats Cedric Alexander, which I was kind of surprised with, but I'm guessing they'll go back and forth a lot until some pay-per-view match, you know, that determines the winner in that feud. Uh, Seth Rollins invited the Mysterio family to join him and, you know, reveal that Aaliyah is possibly not Rey Mysterio's. Rey Mysterio is not her real father. Uh, so we're getting, you know, the good old Springer, but, you know, and then Aaliyah in backstage um, kind of gets upset with Ray, her dad, you know, saying she could talk for herself. So I'm interested to see. We're getting Dominic on TV, obviously, a lot. We're having Aaliyah now going to be featured in some sort of storyline with Buddy Murphy, with Seth Rollins. So th this does have some few moving parts that I think are intriguing for it, you know. But I I do think we got to get to an end point soon with Ray, Mysterio, family, and with Seth Rollins and Murphy because – that's kind of run its course. And then also we did see um, at the beginning, it was Angel Garza and Andrade defeat Humberto Carrillo and Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins and Murphy. Seth Rollins walks out of the match because he says as he's walking up the stage, he's got bigger things to worry about, which is, of course, where the you know family drama came up. Um, I thought Dominic Mysterio and Humberto Carrillo would get the win. Because, you know, they, they just teamed up and that makes sense to go against the Street Profits there. You know, you'd probably do that as a kickoff match. Because we've already seen Angel Garza and Andrade lose multiple times to the Street Profits. So is this going to be the time that they pull the trigger and just let them win? I don't know. We'll talk that up in my predictions. But I was very surprised Dominic Mysterio and Humberto Carrillo didn't pick up the win there. So um, next up. Kind of my few hits for um, NXT. Candice LeRae won a battle royal to become a number one contender, so she'll get Io Shirai. Um, takeover is happening October 5th, so we'll give predictions for that next week. Uh, Johnny Gargano ambushed Damian Priest. Uh, Priest did beat Austin Theory for a non-title match. And then Kyle O'Reilly won the first ever gauntlet eliminator match to get a future NXT championship opportunity. Don't know if that will happen. At, I'm guessing that will happen at the next takeover. But with me, the big thing was we got to get Johnny Gargano to win the North American title. I know Damian Priest just won it, but, and we got to get Candice Ray to win the women's title. I think you've got to roll with that. Let that, you know, power couple really do the old Triple H and Stephanie McMahon when they were it. And, you know, you know, Gargano can kind of talk up like he's a better champion than, uh, Finn Bauer, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. Kyle O'Reilly got the win there. 
but we'll see Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Bauer. I'm sure they'll put on a great match. So, but for me, Candice LeRae, Johnny Gargano, those are the pieces I want to see do something, you know, at, um, as far as Monday or as for, uh, NXT is concerned. Hopefully they both get titles and then just run with that. Uh, finally, we'll finish up with SmackDown and then I'll get to my, we'll take a quick, another timeout for a realtor talk. And then we'll get into our Clash of Champions predictions, and then we'll call tonight, wrap it up. So, first off, uh, we advertise that there's a ladder match for both uh, IC titles. Sami Zayn, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, Corey Graves is interviewing them, so they can have the ascension ceremony of this titles, of the, sorry, said titles. Um, and then we do a triple threat, and Sami Zayn wins. But AJ Styles climbs the ladders and takes both titles. So I'm thinking, well, AJ Styles isn't going to win. So I'm going back and forth, which is good because, like I said, predictions come in a little bit. I'm going back and forth on who I want to win or who I think will win this. I know who I want to win it. I want AJ Styles to get the title. I think he should run with the um, the IC title right now, you know, do some open challenges, do some heelish stuff with it. But, you know, I think AJ Styles gets it. It needs to get it. So, uh, next up, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Grand Manalik. King Corbin defeated Matt Riddle. Uh, not much there with you know Grand Manalik. We have Lucha House Party disintegrating, but they get the title match against Shinsuke and Cesaro at Clash of Champions. Once again, that's probably a kickoff type match, but we'll get in on the main card. Uh, King Corbin, Matt Riddle keep going back and forth. I think Matt Riddle should just roll over King Corbin personally. Um, I think King Corbin is fine to take some losses against Matt Riddle, you know, if you get some stipulation match down the road, but uh, King Corbin picks up the win there. Finally, our two, you know, once again, two biggest moments of SmackDown last night. Alexa Bliss looking very, very different, you know, as it is with the, the big poofy buns and, you know, still has the dreadlock. Um, her and Lacey Evans, you know, she was getting beat up a whole lot. Uh, the Fiend's music starts to play, and then Alexa just, you know, goes into Fiend mode, essentially, and it ends in no contest. Uh, another sister, Abigail, to Lexi, Les, Lacey Evans. So there, we're starting to see it. I, I really, you could tell my voice. I'm I'm so intrigued with Alexa Bliss and The Fiend, and you even had Alexa Bliss show up, you know, looking with that trance in her eyes at the end that Roman Reigns in the title. You know, so she's going to try to play that up somehow to help the Fiend win that title back for a moment, even though Roman's probably destined for a long title reign. Um, speaking of Roman, we had him and Jey Uso go back and forth. You know, this is probably the Roman Reigns that people wanted to see years ago when they were booing him, and then they probably would have cheered him. But anyways, this is the Roman Reigns that I think is really showing himself, you know, really playing up this heel character, um, you know, telling Jay, you, you don't understand how hard it is you know you'll you don't you won't even know what to do with the title i think that was the line right there and then when he takes him out with the superman punch because you know jay's trying to say no i can do it you know i i'm gonna prove it to you because i need to do it for my family and i need to do it for the whole family and that's what's intriguing i think with roman you'll see something different for every title match you know coming up for him which will be kind of fun to watch but this one definitely has been built the right way you know for me at first i thought jay uso like really and i thought back to jinder mahal and he won the title 
Jay is not winning the title, but Jay's being built up as a contender, especially I don't know what the status of Jimmy is right now. So, you know, that is the downfall. You know, we got guys like Big E who are right in that where we want them to push up. We got Jay Uso right now that's kind of in that. You know, you still have the old guys like Sheamus still in there. You have Baron, you know, King Corbin who could be in this just upper mid card. So there's a lot of guys jockeying for that position of just being in main events like here and there, but probably could be pushed to main event, which is a little more uh, tweaking or whatever to the character. But Roman, you know, comes out and just lands a Superman punch and Jay sold the heck out of it. I will give him credit. And then just, you know, Roman in his face is yelling, You're, you'll never see this and that type of stuff. And that's the Roman that, and even Paul Heyman plays it up when he's in the back, like, I did not know that this was going to happen. And then, like I said, you have Alexa Bliss in the back just staring daggers at Roman at the title. Because, you know, I think we can get Roman and Bray in some sort of match. I don't know if Alexa can help him win, but, you know, I think that's something there. So that's my SmackDown talk. Very intriguing night for the end of it. You know, a couple things here and there that were kind of misses. But, you know, the IC title, don't know which direction that's going to go. Roman really playing up this character. because I think we've always wanted to see it, and now we know he can do it. And and that's a true performer. You know, it's you got to go both ways. Like That's like somebody like John Cena. I know John Cena could play up a heel, and I think people will really get behind that. And then he could go back to being a face and top, you know, the rock stone colds, people like that, that elevates you to that upper echelon of guys that, you know, we want to see them. Um, even somebody like Randy Orton, when he was a face, you know, I thought he played it up. Well, um, Seamus can kind of go back and forth, you know, people like that. But um, Roman is definitely, you know, he's going to earn his stripes with this heel run with Paul Heyman as a performer and what he can do. So um, let's give one more quick timeout. Kind of give you a realtor talk. If you need some realty needs, get in touch with Sean Nugent. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the ass from Black and White Sports, and I am looking to buy or sell a home. I know who I'm going to call, and that's Sean Nugent, a.k.a. BW Sports One's rock star realtor. That's right, folks. Sean Nugent is the man you need to talk to if you're looking for your dream home or looking to just downsize or anything in between when it comes to your new house call Sean 317-503-8322 that's 317-503-8322 or email him sean.nugent at talktotucker.com you want to talk to Tucker talk to Sean Nugent BW Sports One's Rockstar Realtor All right, and welcome back. As you can see, I've kind of shared the screen so you can see all the matches scheduled for Clash of Champions, and we'll get into each match. We'll start at the bottom, work our way up. First off, we got Roman, Jey Uso going for the Universal title. Roman Reigns showing Uso, Universal Championship. Jey Uso's first one-on-one -on -one singles title match of any title. I see U.S., you know, that's it's kind of crazy to think that this is his first match uh, for a said title. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. We talked that up a little bit. Ambulance match, WWE Championship on the line. Didn't get into too much about Bailey. She was not, you know, there. I think she just talked up a little bit last night. Uh, Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. 
We got the tag team titles for the women up on the line. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler versus Riot Squad. We have the SmackDown Championship on the line. Tag Team Championship on the line. Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro versus the House Party of Lucha. Lucha House Party. Then we have the Intercontinental IC, you know, Intercontinental Championship IC title, Triple Threat, Winner Take All match. Both belts are both titles hanging up from that big old hanger that they got. And we'll see who grabs both titles. Bobby Lashley for Paul Cruz for the United States Championship. Asuka Zelina Vega for the Raw Women's title. And the Street Profits and Andrade versus Andrade and Angel Garza. And I got my cheat sheet right here so I can remind myself. So uh, let me know your own thoughts as we get into it. But let's start at the bottom. <clears throat> Street Profits, you know, longest reigning win are raw, longest reigning raw tag team titles championship holders. I'll get that right. So Street Profits versus Angel Garza, Andrade. Ah, I'm going back and forth because, like I said, we've seen Andrade and Angel Garza lose it. But is this the time to pull the trigger on them? You know, now that Selena Vega's not with them, maybe she'll try to get in the back of their good graces and they'll be like, nope, we don't need you. So I'm probably going to hate this prediction, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm calling for Angel Garza, Andrade to win the Raw Tag Team titles. Yes, it's on record. Yes, you can quote me on it. Yes, you can harass me about it after they probably lose because I just gave them the kiss of death. But I feel like with... Selena Vega kind of out of the picture a little bit. It makes sense, you know, that they could show that they can win without her help. And then, like I said, if she tries to get back in their good graces, they push her away. And then they can finally split from down the road. Speaking of Selena Vega, she's going to lose to Asuka. There's no doubt about it. Asuka's going to keep rolling with the women's title on Raw. Official prediction, Asuka to win. Um, I think it'll be a good match for Selena. Kind of see where she is wrestling-wise. We haven't seen her that much, so. Bobby Lashley, Apollo Crews, United States Championship match. Lashley rolls. Maybe Apollo gets some offense in. I think Apollo will be fine. Like I said, I think I'd like to see Apollo be part of that group that takes out Retribution, and that's kind of his calling card there. Next up, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn. So I said it earlier, I think I want AJ to grab both titles and win, and that's what scares me as well. So they keep, you know, they've reiterated a couple times, whoever pulls down both titles wins. <laughs> yes, I'm laughing because I'm afraid. And we know the booking of WWE. Does that mean that two guys grab it? And then they're they're still not unified. Or does, you know, one guy grab it, the other guy catches it or something like that. You know. So, I don't know what to say on this match. <laughs> I think my prediction is I'm going to predict two guys will win it. I don't know what two guys. You... You figure that out. You can tell me what two guys you think. But I think they're going to play that up because why are we putting both titles up there? I think, you know, uh, maybe – and it, it would really suck if it's Jeff and, and Sami Zayn again because they already have the titles. But uh, I think I'm going to I'm going to play up that other side of the prediction where I think two guys will get the titles – and then we'll see some unified match at SmackDown. There you go. But like I said, if I want one guy to win, it's got to be AJ Styles. But my prediction, the two winners. Next up, SmackDown Tag Team Championship, Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro. I really like that pairing. I think they've 
they really bring out the best in each other. Um, you know, when Nakamura's on it, he's on it. He really is motivated. Cesaro, I think, wants to be something more, but we'll just take what you give him and run with it. Um, he's a lot of fun to watch on Up, Up, Down, Down, by the way. Good plug for them. Uh, him playing video games is hilarious to see. So, Lucha House Party, you're losing. This is all Nakamura and Cesaro. Then we see the disintegration of Lucha House Party for whatever reason. And, you know, we'll we'll see who's next for Nakamura and Cesaro. Next up, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler versus Riot Squad for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. I kind of want to see the Riot Squad win it. You know, I, I kept waiting for the Riot Squad to get something for themselves. And it seems like this is the time to do it. It kind of, I feel bad for Sarah Logan because she got let go. And she's not going to be back anytime soon either because she's pregnant. Not that that's a bad thing. Congrats in that regard. But, you know, um, even if they wanted to bring her back, because I thought she'd be somebody that they'd bring back in a later date and, you know, see where she could go. But so maybe, you know what? I'm not anything on the line, right? So I'm going to call the right squad to get the victory, to get the win, kind of get an upset victory and let them roll with the tag team toss for a little bit. You know, maybe they go down to NXT and challenge it because they were both came from there and, you know, kind of see where they could go. But, um, and then we'll see, you know, Shayna and Nia Jax go at each other, you know, at Hell in a Cell or whatever. But I'm going to call the Riot Squad to win. You know, I don't I don't think it's that bold of a prediction because, like I said, I think Riot Squad need those tag team titles and it gives Liv Morgan and Ruby Wright something. So now we're getting into our big title matches. Um, Bailey versus Nikki Cross, SmackDown Women's title match there. You know what? I think Alexa Bliss is going to play a part into this. You know, maybe she just appears on the screen or something and it distracts Nikki. And then Bailey picks up the win. Bailey's going to win. Um, but I do think you got, you know, you got to give her some sort of out on it, you know. And I do think Alexa Bliss showing up, you know, maybe a little more disheveled. And, you know, just even if it's on the screen type deal and a lot, you know, Nikki Cross sees that, gets distracted and loses. Uh, so Bailey picks with the win. Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, Universal Championship. I think this is just a, let's see what Jey Uso can do. Like I said, I think he's somebody that could be in a main event here and there. I don't think I see him as a main event guy all the time. And, you know, I guess if you really want to do it, you just have Roman roll over him. And, you know, I think that does happen, but I feel like Jay will get some offense in to kind of show that where he can be. But um, I think ultimately it's Roman, Roman, Roman. Like I said, Roman Reigns and now The Rock, I feel like that's where you want to go for WrestleMania, especially if you keep it in Hollywood. That just plays that up. Um, and, you know, especially if you're going to play up this bloodline stuff, I mean, what better than to take out The Rock at WrestleMania to keep, you know, even keep rolling past WrestleMania. So, because uh, I, I do think Roman's, you know, that would be, let's see, six, seven months away. You know, I think Roman could be heading for a year-long title reign that just, you know, keeps running along. So, um, yeah, so Roman wins. Jey Uso gets some stuff in here and there. Um, but I have a hard time kind of seeing Jey Uso get too much. Next up, finally, we'll finish up. Like I said, I think this will be the title, our side of the main event. 
Uh, we have the ambulance match, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton. I'm going to call Drew McIntyre to win. I, I think, you know, Orton, we got the schoolboy pin the last time, which guys used to win with all the time, especially if you're the um, 24-7 champion. That's the only way you win. But I think we want Drew McIntyre to prove uh, def def defiantly that he's the champion. Maybe they do Hell in a Cell if you want to do some, you know, triple threat or some rubber match type deal that, you know, Drew just ultimately approves it. But because um, I'd rather see Seth kind of step up that next contender against Drew, but it doesn't look like they're doing that anytime soon. So, you know, because I don't think I'd want Randy to win now and then Drew wins it right back. You know, that doesn't seem to make sense. So I'm calling Drew McIntyre to win. He throws Orton in the ambulance. And then, you know, maybe Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre next month at Hell in a Cell. Not in the cell, but, you know, at a legit match. So, um, yeah, that's why what I got. I think the match of the night will be the triple threat ladder match, you know. But I also think for Jey Uso's sake, I want to see how he does with Roman. So those are my two matches most to watch. Um, that's all I got for today. Hopefully you enjoy your rest of your afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me on Super Kicking It with Steven. Follow me at StevenA1181 on Twitter. I try to tweet up during SmackDown, tweet up during Raw, AEW, Dynamite, all those good stuff. Um, of course, keep the Facebook group rolling along. Share with your friends, share with your family, share with your loved ones, whoever you share it with. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for joining.